hey, fellow marketers, what is up? Welcome to episode 18 of the Marketing Help Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Harvison. So got another great episode uh, ready for you today. But before we get into that, just a quick reminder, head on over to themarketinghelp.co. Uh, got some new updated content, uh, recommended marketing books, guides, templates, anything that you would need uh, to help navigate your marketing career and your current marketing role. So go ahead and check that out. So today's episode, uh, we're going to be exploring the world of brand, branding, brand strategy, uh, but also what kinds of roles and skills are necessary if that's uh, a path you want to pursue. And today's guest uh, is Bill Gullen. So I met Bill recently, known him for a little over a year now, and was really impressed with his perspective and viewpoints on all things uh, about brands and how brands can effectively improve their brand. So a great discussion we have with him today. Now, Bill's worked on brands like Amex, AT&T, the Philadelphia 76ers, Volkswagen, World Wrestling Entertainment. So he's got a good perspective on types of brands, not just big name brands, but he's also done some work for some startups too. Uh, So Bill's the president of an agency called Finch Brands, and they're based just outside of Philadelphia. So uh, Bill, as the president there, just spends his time managing day-to-day, helping clients navigate their, their brand strategy challenges. Uh, so let's jump into this conversation, take a listen to my chat with Bill uh, on his thoughts specifically around what he thinks branding is and what strategy is, but also more importantly, what types of skills are necessary for anybody looking for a job or a role uh, in brand or brand strategy. So let's take a listen. Hey, what's up, fellow marketers? Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Help podcast. Uh, as I mentioned uh, we are looking to get into the world of branding and brand strategy. And like I said, uh, I found one of the best in business here, Bill Gullen from uh, Finch Brands. Bill, welcome to the show. Eric, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes. So um, this, this episode, I know we had a couple conversations before, and, and what we're looking to do here is just you know, help educate, influence, inspire um, any, any marketers that are looking to get into a career for branding or brand strategy. And I think you know, one thing that we always hear and, and giggle at is uh, when when asked about branding, most people think it's it's just about the logo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, before we get into it, just give give some deeper background on yourself. How did you get into um, How did you get into marketing? How did you get up? How did you get into Finch Brands? Just give us wow. your background. Sure, be glad to, and and I think that that will provide helpful context for some of the things that I'll probably go on to say because I'm an accidental marketer uh, when I <laughs> when I was an undergrad. I was a political science major. I went to Davidson College in North Carolina. Steph Curry and I are the two uh, best known grads, perhaps, or at least he's far and away, the, far and away the best known. And I'm, you know, I'm there too. But you know, this is quintessential liberal arts stuff, and and we didn't have marketing courses. We didn't have an advertising major. None of it was really pre-professional. And so poli sci was my curricular interest, and what I was particularly moved by was political theory. It wasn't, mm. you know nuts and bolts of comparative democracies or systems or how a bill becomes a law. But I mean, for me, it was, it was big ideas. It was how is society organized? What does justice mean? You know, how do communities and individuals, uh, how, how is that balance sort of managed for society to be sort of just and productive, you know, big kind of pointy headed, the stuff that you can obsess about in college uh, right. <laughs> before right. you have to do. So, that was really where I began, and and so I always I always thought if that was my interest, that where would, where would be a better place for me than than Washington D.C. And I had a couple internships during my college experience, and it led me to to the conclusion, and I don't think I'm alone in concluding that when it comes to those questions being pursued uh, with goodwill and high interest, mm-hmm. Washington's probably the last place <laughs> you, you want to be. Uh, right. So. 
in any case, like like many of my fellow liberal arts grads, I was sort of bouncing around looking for opportunities. Long story short, perhaps too late. Uh, answer, answered an ad in the paper, wound up uh, in a sales role for a very, very small uh, branding company that was really focused on naming at the time. They had spun off of a larger shop and they put me in a, in a role and this is, you know, mid, mid to late nineties. And so we didn't, we weren't using email much. Not everyone had a, a laptop or a computer. <laughs> um, and so this was a hardcore sales, you know, call these people trying to build relationships. And anyway, uh, in that pursuit, I, uh, really fell in love with the discipline. Mm. And I, I think, again, retrospectively, that what led me to be stimulated and satisfied by what we do in the brand strategy realm was, in some ways, it's a lot like what drew me to political theory. I mean, the best brands advance belief systems mm. for what matters to them, What's the how they see the world, what their purpose is, what are the values that they embody and that they seek for their consumer base or customer base to, to sort of embrace and rally around what moves people to take action or to believe certain things, to be persuaded. And so, you know, in many ways, the, the branding discipline uh, scratches the same itch for me that political philosophy did. And so low these many years later, uh, it's what I love and I can't imagine doing anything else. Yeah. So, so you ended up uh, at some point working for Finch Brands. Quick, quick overview on what Finch Brands does. Sure. Well, I'll give you a little a quick version of the story. When I moved back to Philadelphia, and I'm, you know, I'm from Chestnut Hill, Mount Airy, section of Philadelphia. I'd gone south, as, as I mentioned, to Davidson for college. I was in Charlotte for five or six years thereafter. And, you know, only child. It was time to come back to the Northeast. And where I landed in, in 01, I came back in August of 01. And, uh, you know, Finch is the modern incarnation of, you know, every, every company that's 20 years old or whatever has a backstory. And uh, I, I landed at one of the firms that ultimately became Finch Brands. And so I, I've really been working for uh, at least the seeds of Finch Brands since 2001. And then when a senior member of our team exited at the end of 2007, whose name was on the door, we had to go through our own sort of process of rebranding and to do it for ourselves. And we were using at the time evolution as a metaphor. We were helping you know, our clients survive and thrive in changing circumstances. And so evolution was often a metaphor that we used visually and otherwise. And so the name Finch is really drawn from the, the work that Darwin did on the beaks of finches in the Galapagos Islands, which really led to his theory of natural selection. So it really is all one big metaphor. But Finch, we call ourselves a real-world brand consultancy. We help our clients with the strategic and creative aspects of building strong and durable brands. The real-world piece is a reference to the fact that we've our senior team is generally populated by folks who have been operators in brand-driven environments like Campbell Soup and Kimberly Clark and Target and Unilever and these other places. And so we tend to focus upstream on big, big insights-driven, fundamental, strategic, and creative questions like who's your target, <laughs> what's your purpose, and how's that message expressed? And then in the most high-leverage creative situations, it's not campaign to campaign or email to email, but name <laughs> and logo and website, uh, how that ultimately gets expressed. So that's really you know insights-based business and brand strategy and the related creative expression is really the core of what we do. 20 years old, some of the biggest brands in the world are in our client base, as well as those all along the growth track across categories, probably 55% consumer-facing, the rest B2B and nonprofit. We are located here in Center City, Philadelphia, though I think probably 50-some percent of our business is broadly defined Philly Metro, and the rest is anywhere else in the world right. uh, where, where folks are, are thinking about these issues. Got it. So... 
it's, it's funny because I, I know uh, just my comings and goings in the Philadelphia area, I, I'd have heard of uh, incarnations of Finch brands along, along the way. So it's great to, to see a company stay together or evolve over the time um, in the market. Now, you know, when it comes to what you do in the brand, as a brand consultancy, what's been, been some of the biggest changes you've seen in the marketing industry that have, have, has impacted your services, your focus, um, you know, since you joined in 2001? I mean, just the landscape alone's changed a ton, but like, how's that impacted you as a brand consultancy uh, agency? Yeah, God, where to start? Uh, <laughs> first, of, first of all, I, I appreciate the opportunity to reclaim the word branding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that one of the biggest changes, I don't know if it's a change, but one of the biggest challenges of our industry and sort of our little slice of it is to really use words like brand or strategy in a way that's far more precise. Everyone uses the word uh, brand to mean in our industry and out, out of our industry to mean a bunch of different things. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about personal branding, which basically just means how many Instagram followers you have. We talk, we, we talk a lot about how people are brands. We talk a lot about branding is, as in your intro, Eric, you know, to mean logos and names. Uh, what we are advocating and really where we've chosen to focus our business here is on the sort of set of activities that a company does to both define and express its difference. That to us is what the, the sort of core definition of what, a, what branding is and, and what a a brand is. It's a sense of difference and it's a sense of expectation. Now, a lot of the artifacts of branding processes, such as you mentioned, logos or ads or whatever, downstream mm-hmm. stuff, uh, that comes next, that comes later. And so one of the things that I think has changed over time, you know, every ad agency, which traditionally was really campaign to campaign, says that they do branding. Now, every, you know, the word brand is so bastardized as to be almost uh meaningless because it's used to apply to so many different things. And so uh, we advocate for a very uh, expansive but precise definition of what a brand is and what branding is, all of the activities that relate to to effective branding. And another way in which the world change, has changed, obviously, for us is the, the sort of prevalence and indispensability of, of our digital life. Um, it, it used to be that our clients had really much greater control over the, the sort of mechanisms to express themselves. You know, this is before social media. This is before uh, the website has become a sort of a central fact or the app uh, or the sort of mobile uh, web version responsive design has become a central fact of a brand's existence that almost has the same level of criticality as its, as its identity. So, I mean, digital has changed both the way that consumers relate to brands as well as how brands need to think about uh, the expression of, of, of their core values. And that's another thing, which is in this public-spirited world, people want to understand uh, what, brand, what brands stand for um, at, in a much deeper way. I mean, we like to say that commerce is, is sort of a, an outgrowth of culture and the culture of brands. And again, I think social media has something to do with it. I think sort of our, our sort of late stage capitalist kind of moment has something to do with it. And, uh, and so there's a lot of, a lot of changes and, and, you know, there's individual sort of micro trends uh, that impact certain categories, but as a whole, I think redefining what the fundamentals of branding are, but doing it in a way that's well connected to the forces and opportunities of the new world mm-hmm. is really what we seek to, to, to stay contemporary with. Got it. So 
I mean, if someone's listening and, and again, student, early stage marketer, someone who like yourself looking to make a, a, a shift into marketing and they're like, hey, you know what? This sounds pretty interesting to me because, you know, you talk about the notion of upstream and downstream. And if somebody is sitting there thinking, you know, branding could be the angle for me, you know, what is it that you would recommend, again, at any stage, you know, student, uh, early stage associate, maybe someone's a manager. Yep. What do you tell them to start doing? Uh, so that they can start preparing before they you know, decide where to look for potential roles. Yeah. And, and let me just caveat everything that comes before, but certainly after your question as being the opinion of one person who has taken a very uh, roundabout path to this, sure. uh, which is going to reflect sort of my opinion, which is I think the best branding people that I've worked with are students of culture. Mm. And they are intellectually and culturally literate and they are broadly curious and they are multidisciplinary. And so while I have a tremendous amount of respect and at least retrospectively some envy (laughs) with the degree to which students today can get a really solid and expansive pre-professional education around advertising, around research, around some of the building blocks of this, I got to say that I, I do think that the curricular or the early career um, endeavors, if one really has their eye on, on the branding industry or sort of the sub-segment of, of marketing or advertising that we define as branding, is to learn a lot about a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. To go deep with, with art, to go deep with economics, to go deep with psychology, to go deep with the things that are sort of fundamentally human about the world. Because I, I mean, I, I think the liberal arts, again, my own experience, while to some degree it required more from me in terms of a defining a sense of direction career-wise because of how focused on a discovery of self and universe. It was less about sort of pre-professional orientation. So that put a little bit more on me to kind of figure out the path. But boy, I, gotta, I, I really think that, that what has been helpful to me in my career is the breadth of educational and sort of cultural opportunity that I had. And so, for example, uh, if you were really trying to prepare effectively um, to break into or to be successful in a role that relates to branding, you would really want to be contemporary on just ideas that are meaningfully shaping the culture. So an example would be, you know, we've worked with Splendo. We've worked with Nutrisystem. We've worked with a plant-based protein company. We've worked with a bunch of folks in and around wellness and, uh, you know, as one category of many. And there are a whole bunch of trends that are shaping how consumers bond with or don't that category. It used to be that five years ago, or I'm guessing approximately five years ago, Mm -hmm. that if you ask somebody what was healthy and what was nutritious, they would be talking about low calorie. They'd be talking about low fat grams. They'd be talking about avoiding sugar. And now it hasn't taken very long for, and this is just one example, this is the case in every category of business, it hasn't taken long for that definition to completely shift. Now people are focused on ingredients they can pronounce. They're focused on authentic ingredients. They're, you know, sugar is back because sugar, full flavor sugar is real in a way that, you know, so-called artificial sweeteners or whatever are not. So the whole dialogue around what constitutes health has changed so radically. And even, you know, let's say it's a five to seven year period that you can try to serve clients um, in in that category, but being educated in the rudiments of successful advertising, for example, doesn't 
that alone doesn't get you there. What you really need to be an expert in and conversant in, connected to, is changes in consumer attitudes and behaviors. And so that is just one of many examples. Being broadly culturally literate, understanding what's happening, really eating up ideas um, wherever they come from, be they theological or artistic or political or cultural or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, that is a, a mark, and I'm, I'm blathering, but of, of someone who's really effective in, in branding. So, I mean, I would encourage early career folks who are interested in this slice of the world to cast a really broad informational net and embrace uh, sort of the joy of big ideas because brands are based on big ideas. Nice. I remember in my agency life uh, working with, comp uh, with teams <laughs> were focused on branding and strategy and things like that. You know, the backgrounds of some of these folks were history, sociology, psychology, sure. uh, because you're right. It, it's, it's more, how do you understand the macro impacts that's going on uh, versus looking at somebody's Instagram followers, you know, like, you know, right. it, it all works together. However, you, you've got to, you've got to do a lot of, um, uh, I think deep thinking around some of those influences that are happening way, way, way upstream, um, yeah. before you even decide about picking a, a color, a messaging or a channel. So totally. And so, you know, we use the phrase brand strategy at the beginning of this. I want to reclaim both words, Eric. <laughs> um, we already talked about reclaiming branding because it's not just names and logos and Instagram followers. It's, you know, again, fundamental questions of what we stand for and what makes us different. The word strategy has also been misused. Mm. Folks use today strategy to say, oh, well, yeah, I kind of thought about it before I did it. So that's strategy, right? Well, no. <laughs> strategy, capital S, and the way that we mean it at Finch, the way that it is a, a disciplined process of assessing and defining priorities that are, that are meaningful and that are major and that inform tons of individual tactical decisions. So a strategy might be uh, who a, you know, at a high level, a, 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 you know, the launch of a new product or a, the embrace of a new target or the redefinition of a, of a core target or right. Whatever the case may be, those are big strategic decisions around which enterprises organize. Now, the tactical considerations about how to meet that strategic goal, let's say it's a new target. Well, how do you reach them? What should the ad say? <laughs> you know, all those hundreds of little individual tactical decisions, and I don't mean little because they're not important. They are. Execution is indispensable. But the process of charting brand strategy is, is a, uh, you know, precedes tactical planning and, and certainly tactical execution. So I want to reclaim strategy too. And so to your point, the, the discipline of a brand strategist is about harvesting a wide range of information, underlining the big central ideas that will propel a company or a brand or a product forward, mm -hmm. who the target is, what the core of the message is, what the major you know, sort of communications priorities are. And without a strong brand strategy and sense of direction, you're kind of fumbling for your, for your keys in the dark. And so- that's the role that we at Finch seek to, you know, seek to play. Got it. So the, um, again, someone listening who's really excited about this idea and they, they feel that uh, this could be a path for them. What sort of roles are they looking for? What are we searching for? Uh, whether it's job search boards or networking, who, you know, who should we be talking to, but also what sort of roles should we be looking for if somebody wants to break into brand, brand strategy? Uh, is there a commonly, uh, used phrase for entry level? Is it brand strategist? Is it brand associate? I mean, whether it's at Finch or what you've seen in the marketplace, you know, what are some of the, the terms and what are some of the places that uh, folks should be looking for to, uh, to entertain some roles? 
Yeah, totally. And, and again, there's sort of two answers. There's there's sort of what we would call client side and there's agency or consulting side. Right, uh, right. In the Finch world, we call the team member sort of department, I guess, or function that manages uh, our engagements. We call them brand strategists. Uh, they have, you know, different levels as a director, you know, et cetera. But the reason we do that is a couple of things. One, uh, while they do have a sort of project management responsibility, they also are really strong intellectual contributors to the work in a full cycle way. And that includes, you know, many of our projects uh, kick off with sort of deep and meaningful insights processes, uh, primary market research, secondary research, uh, sort of participatory almost ethnographic research to mystery shopping or observation. And our brand strategy team manages those works all the way through the full cycle, all the way down to creative execution and kind of downstream marketing execution. So they, their, their wingspans are broad, uh, their shoulders are wide. And in an agency like Finch, that role is a, is a really good place to start. Again, agencies call different things, different things. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sort of more traditional advertising agency realm, the account planning function is probably closest to uh, what you know what I mean by brand strategy. And even though they may be thinking about it from campaign to campaign, mm-hmm. uh, they're called planners or account planners. And basically, what they're thinking about is, all right, before the creative team goes goes crazy and builds something that's beautiful and effective, <laughs> what do we need it to do? What do we want it to say? Right. <laughs> and, and what's the impact that we seek for it to have? So, in, in the agency realm. On the, that, that's in the agency world. On the client side, again, highly variable. Large organizations have, you know, brand management and brand strategy functions. So, I mean, if you're looking at a classical consumer packaged goods uh, company, you know, each each brand or each sort of product group will have brand managers, and there will be a whole sequence. Uh, now, brand managers in that case isn't just upstream brand content of the sort that we've been describing, Eric. Those people are responsible for running the business, right? So, even though their title has brand in it. Uh, you know, they're working at, at sort of all levels. Uh, they are almost mini CEOs. I mean, they report to others, but they own, they own what they own. Yep. But, but that realm will uh, include some of the larger fundamental brand questions that we've been talking about here. Now, for early stage companies or for those that are, that are below, uh, I think one of, the, one of the challenges and, in my opinion, one of the criticisms is that they don't always necessarily have a brand person or infrastructure often. And I think this is a little bit wrong headed, particularly today, brand belongs to marketing. So for people who are interested in specializing or getting into brand, they, you know, you probably want to land somewhere in the marketing department and through high energy and and the gravitational pull of whatever the business needs or really where you want to focus. That's kind of how you work your way into a, into a brand, uh, you know, type of role and and, and responsibility. The, the, The reason why I think that is a little bit wrong headed is, you know, brand is, the sum total of the things that we do, the brand is always working, even though you may be between so-called branding engagements or, or branding exercises, you know, larger or, or companies sort of on the client side call projects, branding projects. If they're looking at a particular set of questions at a particular moment in time, I think we would challenge them to think of branding, not as a string of individual projects that may or may not be connected, but as an actual program that is sort of always happening. And always right. So anyway, but that's a, a philosophical point. But to your practical question, those are some directions, client side and agency side, where one might might seek to start. Now, the uh, you mentioned this a little earlier, but maybe just to highlight the top three or four soft skills, right? So again, uh, someone's getting interested and excited about a role in this avenue. Um, you know, 
instantly, or, or I should say, uh, being curious, having the marketer's mindset, or you know, what are some other soft skills that someone want to gut check uh, to make sure that they're you know probably a good fit for this this sort of role? Yeah, I'd, I'd say broad cultural curiosity is one. Uh, writing and communications skills and interests is two. And three, I think, is a really, and this relates to curiosity, but uh, an understanding in and a real love for consumer psychology, uh, how people make decisions, mm-hmm. on, what, on what basis they organize the rational and emotional sort of components of what makes people people. So that doesn't mean you need to have a psych degree. It doesn't mean you even have to have taken a ton of psych courses, but you need to be able to see the world through the lens of, of your target. Um, Another thing, you know, you ask for soft skills, this isn't exactly that, but one of the quotations that you, you tend to hear in a, either a business school marketing class or, or whatever is by the, the professor, uh, I think it was Ted Levitt, Theodore Levitt, you know, who said something along the lines of, and I'm going to butcher it, but something <laughs> along the lines of people aren't interested in a quarter-inch a quarter inch drill, they're looking for a quarter-inch hole. I got to say, you know, 22 years or whatever into my career, I still remind myself of that. Yeah. And the, the significance of that is to think through, communicate through, and see the world through the lens of benefits, not of features. Right. So if your consumer wants a whole, again, they're not focused on the drill bit. They're focused on the outcome. And right. so as marketers, be it brand marketers or, or brand developers or just general marketers, if you got a tattoo of that, maybe it would be ugly, of that quote on your sort of the inside of your wrist or, or however, whatever system you want to use to sort of remind yourself of that day in and day out, that would, <laughs> that, that would be the one thing uh, that, that I would encourage marketers to sort of always be mindful of. But specifically related to those branding soft skills, those are a few. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point because I think there's even now you see so many brands that are, that are missing the opportunity of being so uh, being benefits driven and they get caught up in the whiz bang uh, features, you know, listed, you know, ad nauseum um, that makes you wonder, you know, well, I think from your position, you see opportunity. Um, and from a consumer standpoint, you may not realize that it could be better. And you, know, you could be getting better sort of communication from a brand if they just realize that uh, they listen to your needs and what you're seeking to be the benefit. So, yeah. And I think we certainly find that with tech. Uh, we certainly find that with early stage tech where companies are largely founded by technology visionaries, people who are, have an engineering background and who love it and love to roll around in it and have a tremendous aptitude for it, which is why they, which has led them to invent something new or, or develop something that, that, that they think is new and meaningful. And so the, you know, we find that, you know, and it's certainly related to brand, but we find that at least these days you ask about trends or things that are reshaping for whatever reason, I don't know whether it's just, how Finch is developing or just the, the nature of the world today. We do spend a lot of time working through purpose, mission, and values with management teams. Um, whether that's organizations that are going through some M&A activity, there's a merger, or, or there's a new CEO, or there's some form of change. Um, or whether it's someone who's sort of earlier on the growth track and really wants to document uh, as a way to engage the internal team as well as the external sort of stakeholder group. Mm-hmm. into those core ideas. One thing I should also say about, about brand, again, that I think is, is an important sort of thought for this moment is that the best brands are built inside out. Uh, the best brands are built and propelled on the depth of feeling and level of passion and degree of engagement uh, 
of the internal workforce. Uh, the best brands are delivered. Consistency is one of the essential characteristics of the most effective brands. There's a reason why all the UPS trucks aren't all different colors, mm -hmm. right? And the way that brands can be delivered consistently, um, you know, every time is based on, again, that level of passion of the internal team who really live it and deliver it day in and day out, those who are closest to the customer. And, you know, if you're a retailer, that's store personnel. If you're a typical sales-driven sort of B2B company, that's your sort of market-facing Salesforce, but whatever the case may be, we find at Finch, uh, we're working on the inside game almost as much as we are the outside game. Mm, that's a good point. Um, but also makes me start thinking about as I start engaging with other brands or brands that I know and love is just start asking myself, are, are they focused on inside out in terms of how they're developing their brand? But um, definitely a good point. Yeah, well, one of the one just to, to sort of put a punctuation mark on, on that point is that we've been doing a fair amount of research uh, you know, recently on how large successful organizations develop purpose and mission and values and what the, uh, you know, sort of what the, what the impact of that is. And there is a really strong line uh, between companies that we would define as purpose-driven and financial performance, both in terms of stock price and in terms of growth. There is a really straight line between companies that have a high degree of sort of demonstrated and, and substantiated employee engagement and financial performance. There is uh, a lot in the sort of external marketplace that is absolutely created by uh, the impact of uh, strong internal uh, brand education and, and cultural development. So there's a lot of related ideas here that relate to, uh, to, to strong brands. Mm. So, I mean, this has been a lot of great information. I think there's a lot of uh, interest that's been piqued around, you know, what branding is and what it isn't. And if there are a couple of resources that our audience can go check out to kind of continue the thought process around learning more about branding strategy, is it right for me? Uh, where, where can we send them? Where do you think uh, are some good resources that you like and that, that our audience can like too? Yeah, this is the self-serving part of the program. I mean, we, we have, and, and Eric, you'll soon hopefully be a... Uh, a guest. We, we run the Real World Branding podcast, and our uh, raison d'etre is to bring biweekly interviews with brand and business builders from interesting companies and categories in for interviews uh, again biweekly. And so this could be some. We've had you know big big brand participation from people like Jack Daniels and the founder of Home Depot, Ken Langone, and others. And then we've had startups and everything in between. We've had nonprofit. We've had venture capital, we've had consumer, B2B, you know, we've, we've run the gamut. And I, our, our aspiration, at least, and again, we love your audience's feedback about how will we succeed, is for those interviews to be very stimulating for practitioners of, of the branding trade, be they early or, or mid or late. And uh, that's one place that I would, that I would definitely refer um, your listeners to if they're, if they're really interested in this concept. You know, beyond that, there's a lot of good content there, uh, you know, out there. I think the strategy stuff, you know, what BCG puts out, what HBR puts out, it isn't branding for those who are particularly creatively inclined, you know, who, who love colors and logos and campaigns and copywriting and other things, although, the, again, those are important artifacts of branding. I think to be really good at this, you've got to start even further upstream than that. You really want to understand trends in individual categories. You really want to follow along with true sort of thought I think the consulting firms put out a lot of content, you know, McKinsey and BCG and Bain and others 
that is a pretty good place to start and remain connected. Uh, there are endless numbers of, of interesting sort of articles and, uh, and blogs uh, that people can find pretty easily across the web. But I would you know, definitely uh, give us a listen as well as, again, encourage that sort of broad literacy just to be on the pulse of what's happening across, across art, across politics, across entertainment, et cetera. Nice. Good stuff. So if, if sure. somebody wants to continue the conversation with you, learn more about Finch, uh, send you a note, you know, pick your brain some more, where can uh, people find you? Well, any, any number of places. I, I uh, you know, obviously finchbrands.com has a bit of our backstory as well as I think my email's on there. Um, I'm, I'm somewhat active on Twitter, more as a lurker than a, than a true content creator. I don't think that quickly. Um, or, or that, you know, as your audience now knows, uh, certainly not that succinctly either. Um, at Bill Gullen, uh, G-U-L-L-A-N, on Twitter or at Finch Brands. Um, B. Gullen at finchbrands.com. You know, I, 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 we are very, I may regret saying this, we always love to meet good people. I'm always interested in taking folks who are energetic and sincere and passionate about this and again to whatever degree i can help network or provide a little bit of direction we really want we really always want to pay it forward in that way so i would encourage folks who are serious about this who want to have a dialogue to to reach out to me i promise to respond awesome bill i appreciate it a lot of great information here a lot of great uh things to think about really i mean even even uh, just in our conversations in the past, you know, even some, some new nuggets here for me to ponder. But uh, hopefully anybody who's been listening, who has an interest in pursuing branding, brand strategy, uh, you're trying to figure out, you think you have uh, what it takes to pursue this as a role, uh, absolutely check out some of these resources, which will be in the show notes. Uh, but again, uh, Bill, thanks for joining us today on the Marketing Help Podcast. Thank you, Eric. And, and, and kudos to you for, uh, for what you do here. It's a tremendous uh, benefit to, to folks who are thinking through their own path and uh, learning about what's out there for them. Yeah, we, we love it. And we love to help like yourself. We love to pay it forward and uh, help those across their career journey. So until next time, everybody, that's it for this episode of the Marketing Help Podcast. Happy marketing. All right. I want to thank Bill for his insights and thoughts on all things brand and strategy today. You know, really loved his thoughts on how good brands are building from the inside out. Some great takeaways there, but also if you're somebody sitting there and you're thinking, you know, I've got a natural cultural curiosity, then maybe a role in brand strategy could be for you. So check out the show notes for how you can connect with Bill. Check out his podcast. Uh, but definitely take him up on the conversation if you're someone who's thinking about a role in brand strategy or as an account planner. Uh, he is definitely a, uh, a leader in the space, a great resource and a great connection to have. So that's it for today. As always, we love feedback. So consider leaving a rating and a review on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We'd appreciate that. And just let me know if there's anything I can do for you in your marketing career. You can just send me an email at eric, E-R-I-K, at themarketinghelp.co. Until next time, this is your host, Eric Harbison. Happy marketing.